Welcome to the Old Man and the Kid podcast. I am Jeff the Old Man. You all know Paul, that's the kid. And we have Pete Mortimer with us today. Pete's the Hurt 100 champ this year. Hey man, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. All right. And um, so first off, I'm just going to start. We're trying to bump up our subscribers here. So if you haven't yet subscribed to uh, the podcast, please, that would mean a lot to me and Jeff and smash that like button. Um, like and subscribe. I, yeah. So let's get into it. Um, so Pete, you recently just took home the the championship at the Hurt 100. Um, and after stocking your ultra sign up, it looks like you've done some pretty amazing things with um, a Barkley uh, marathon attempt and um, like second overall Cocodona. And it, it would take me forever to, to read through everything you got on here. But let's just start um, with how did you get into ultra running? Um, uh, well, I, you know, I was, I've told this story a couple of times, but I was overweight. And I was just trying to lose weight. Um, I messed around training for marathons for a bit. Um, and then eventually found my way into trail racing and little by little, I didn't even know if 50 milers existed until someone had, we were at a bar one night and I overheard someone talking about it and I'm like 50 miles. I'm like, there's no way I'd ever do a 50 mile race. And then two years later I do a 50 mile race. So, uh, I just, the list of every, things we never said we were going to do gets longer and longer and longer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and once you do it, then, you know, you can do it and you just go on to the next thing. So, so it says well, on here that your, um, your first, uh, race was in 1994. Is that right? No, that's, uh, okay. that's a mistake <laughs> on the side of, I've, I've emailed them trying to get it like expunged. it's some guy with the same name i mean that would oh, be like okay. 60 years old or something i'm gotcha. now <laughs> uh, i was like dang you've been at it for a long time man yeah it was like one race and then like a large hiatus right. you know, for like 20 years and then <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> I'm back to the game i'm back baby yeah but i am from the uk so i mean okay. and that 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 is that is a race in the uk on there so i just uh i think it's funny i, I like i said i try to get rid of it and it's stuck so just bringing yeah. down my uh, ultra sign up score. It's, it's all real. <laughs> all right. So what, 2013, is that when you probably got into it? Yep. Yeah, that was, uh, was uh, my first uh, trail race uh, disaster, um, but it made me fall in love with it. Um, I signed up for a trail race. And uh, when I got there a couple hours early, you know, preparing myself, I got called into work on the complete other side of town. Drove all the way to work, and uh, I was kind of depressed because I was like, "Oh, it's my first trail race, you know." And so I went down to the cafeteria because they say, you know, my my surgery was going to be a little delayed, and uh, I went and ate like a double bacon cheeseburger and mozzarella sticks. After I was done, I went back upstairs, and they're like, "Oh, the case canceled." And I looked at my watch. I was like, "I could still make it," and uh, <laughs> I drove and hauled ass all the way back across town. I got there like a minute before the race started and just just flew into the the starting corral and started and uh, had no clue what I was doing. It was a night race. I fell into a cactus twice. Um, I, it was a disaster. And after one lap, I was like, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> but I fell in love with trail racing from that from that uh, event. So what yeah, race was that? That was, that was uh, I think it was adrenaline night run. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. But um, yeah, I just literally got just thrown straight in the trail race. So, well, let's let's talk about hurt. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, that race, it went, I mean, it went well for me, obviously. Uh, I, <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been trying to, uh, work out the kinks with hundred milers for a while. Um, they're a little bit trickier for me, uh, cause I have this kind of fine line of pushing myself and, uh, and holding back till the end. And, uh, and I'm a low carb athlete. So I, I, I do things a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, that race, it finally, like everything started to click. I, I kept my electrolytes under control. Um, the, the technicality of the race, uh, I train on stuff like that in my backyard uh, every day. So it's um, the Humphreys Trail, uh, which is the tallest peak in Arizona. Um, I go up in that at least once a week. Um, it's full of roots and rocks and just straight vert. So, you know, it just becomes a dance. Uh, on trails like that and uh i just kind of put everything together at that race and without the intention of racing though i when I, I literally went into that race and i i said i'm not i'm not gonna race this i'm just gonna finish it because i'm kind of a one and done guy on these types of things and uh my my goal is i don't want to have to come back here if i don't have to <laughs> and uh <laughs> so i sat back and i kind of watched the carnage happen and uh but I kept a lot in the tank and about with about a lap and a half to go, I decided to pull the trigger and I just went for it. And it just worked out. And how long um, was go ahead, Jeff. How, how long was each lap? Uh, 20 miles. Okay. So five laps, um, 25 K vert, you know, over the course of the race and, um, and not fast miles either. I mean, again, it's just, it, you're, it's like a hundred miles of hopscotch. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, only you're going uphill and downhill <laughs> with hundred percent humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, baking heat. Um, I was looking forward to breaking canopy, uh, at the beginning of the race. Cause you get a little bit of fresh air generally. Uh, and it was just, it was awful. Like you break canopy, you're like, just get me back in the sweltering jungle. And, uh, yeah, I, I was running, uh, from a station, to a station with a Ziploc bag of ice underneath my hat. And I just would tear a little hole in it and, um, or open it up. And then it would just leak slowly down the back of my neck. And I get, by the time I get to the next aid station, I just pack it more with ice. And I just kept, kept doing that in the entire race. <laughs> so for and, and our, um, just, just for real quickly, let's, let's, let's clarify real quickly. Cause everybody's freezing their balls off. You know, we're in, I'm in central Nebraska poles in Iowa and we're talking about how hot your racing is. So the hurt 100, that uh, that Pete one is in Hawaii. Everybody, that's right. <laughs> that's we're gonna ask him right there. Yes. So that's yep. why we were so hot. That's why he was sweating his balls off. That's why he had a ziploc full of ice. He wasn't he wasn't racing in winter like regular people. He's out in Hawaii like a smart man. Yeah, and I I live in the, the desert, uh, uh, though high desert now. But I lived in Phoenix for many years, and uh, so I'm used to training uh, with their heat. Only a dry heat. We say it's dry heat. People make fun of us for that, but it, there is a difference. It's the difference of, uh, you know, opening up a shower, hot shower door that's been running for 10, 15 minutes versus like an oven of, you know, cooking, baking something. It's not quite as bad, but you still have to manage, manage it. So, and I'm, I'm used to taking those kind of precautions with the ice and, uh, and I've, cause I've certainly blown up on races <laughs> because of it. So I've just, you know, I learned the hard way. Yeah, you talked about balancing your electrolytes during hurt, which was kind of a key to you, you know, getting off to that strong start. How do you do that? What is your management system for that? Uh, so um, obviously not 
cramming it's like carbo loading people say oh, i need a carbo load before a race i mean that comes like weeks you know ahead of the race and um as a low carb athlete too um i excrete more salt um which is something i've had to kind of work through um over the past several months um i've had i recently had some heart uh issues i was dealing with um where my heart rate would just skyrocket out of nowhere and i've been i went and saw a cardiologist got a checkup full clean bill of health, which is great. Um, but we've kind of narrowed it down to maybe it's electrolyte imbalance. And I do, I'm a big guy. I'm six, three. Um, so I, you know, I excrete a lot of salt and that's one of the things I've learned. I've, I have to just take in a lot more sodium than, than most. So, um, you know, on a, on a regular race with, you know, easy temperatures, I'm normally taking a salt pill every, you know, three to four miles at this race, I was taking it every two, mi- two miles. And then I was downing electrolytes at the aid station as well. So like sports drinks and pickle juice and things like that. Uh, I had a little bit of pickle juice at one moment. I mean, during the heat of the day, there's, there's only one time during the race. I, I, I cramped, um, my lower half or my upper hamstring, I guess, but, uh, going uphill. That's your ass. And, uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my, uh, girlfriend always sees me. She's like, you have no ass. I, I always joke. I'm all leg. So it's my upper hamstring. Is my ass. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> when I go, yeah, it was only for a minute. I, I dealt with it. I took a couple salt pills and it's just like that. It was, it was gone. So, um, I, I really, I really worked hard during that race to stay ahead because once, you know, if you don't take care of it during the day, it's, it all catches up with you at night. So, uh, and then and nightfall is when I started really cranking up my, you know, my pace and my effort. So what was, um, like, what, do you remember what position you were in at like the 20, the 40, 60, 80, and then closing in? Well, the first lap, I had no clue. Um, my, uh, I have a good friend, uh, Nicodemus Holland. He's won the Barclays. He's done a lot of the same races I have, and he lives in Sedona. So we got to talk before the race, and he just kept telling me, whatever you do, don't finish the first lap faster than four hours. You'll you'll hate yourself for it. And so, I, you know, I paced myself during that, and I think I finished in like 4.10 or 4.15 or something like that. And uh, I was like, okay, that's that's good. And I just tried to maintain. I, I told myself if this was an effort that, um, it's sustainable. I'm going to keep up with it. And I, I wasn't paying attention at all, really to the folks, like what place I was in. Um, I knew around, I guess, mile 60, I was closing in on like third or fourth, somewhere around there. Um, I know Anthony who was in the, in the lead at that, at that time I've, I've raced against him before. And, uh, Sergio, uh, I think he took second. Um, he, he and I had run on the Canyon, um, you know, a couple months ago. So I knew those guys coming in, a couple of the other folks, I didn't know where they're at. And, um, then you start to lap people as well. So you really kind of like, well, is this person ahead of me? Or, you know, it's just, it's kind of a weird out and out and back looped course. Um, but yeah, the, when I saw it, when I caught up to Anthony, I think it was, uh, must've been like around mile 70. Um, that, that was when he was, he was not, doing so well. And, uh, I took a little time at the aid station, grabbed some food. I was like, I'm just gonna, just gonna go in, finish this loop. And just, if I get passed, I get passed. I, I, I don't care. And, uh, again, my whole goal was still just to finish. And when I got to that last, uh, or that aid station to start my final loop, I realized, okay, I can, I can win this if I'm smart. Um, 
and I quickly got all my stuff together. And my goal was to be out of the aid station before anyone got in. And because uh, if they don't see you at the aid station, the, the way the loop goes, if you're out fast enough, they won't even, you won't even pass them again because it's okay. kind of an opposite loop until it catches up with the trail. Uh, and that was my goal. Cause I, I didn't want him to know how far ahead I was. I didn't want him seeing a light. I just, you know, it's kind of the mental games you play. Um, but yeah, I just kept going. But when I got to that first aid state, that pirate aid station, uh, out and back and I was coming up and I was looking at my watch, I left the aid station, you know, by the time I caught Sergio, um, he was, I think an hour and 15 minutes behind me. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do this thing now. So I just kept with it. Congratulations, man. It's a yeah, huge, yeah. huge deal. Big win. And the con- the conditions from what I've heard from others, you know, like you had mentioned, is pretty tough, pretty miserable. And you smoked that thing. Big deal. Thanks. I mean, I, again, that's my type of course. I, I live for those really difficult races. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm a fast runner, but at the same time, I, I, you know, you won't find me chasing people down at, you know, uh, run rabbit run going for the pot or anything. <laughs> Although I do want to do that race too, but you know, I, I just, the, the hard, super technical, just rugged, the, the harder, the better. That's, that's what I like. There we go. So you finished in, um, <clears throat> it says twenty three fifty nine. 34 was it were you running that were you thinking about 24 or, or did that you not even care about that or what was going through your mind um i was shooting for i, I did uh orcas 100 a couple years ago and i think i finished that in like 23 and a half hours it has it has a little bit more vertical to it and different way different conditions completely cold um different types of trails but uh i i kind of wanted to shoot somewhere around there and um Again, I was playing the conservative, running a much smarter race than I did at Orcas. And uh, when I texted uh, my girlfriend and, uh, during the race, and I was like, I'm not going to make that time, but I'd like to come in under 24. And um, yeah, this is my, actually my favorite part of the race. Um, I, had, I must have had like six or so miles to go, judging where I was. Um, but I didn't know exactly because my watch was off. The GPS is so mucked up because of the canopies. Um, so by the time I finished the race, it was like 10 miles off. Um, but yeah, I just kind of knew where I was on the course, uh, playing it out in my mind. And I had, I think I had like 40 minutes or something like that. And I just, just, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And (laughs) I, I just started hauling. I, I took a spring energy and I just, just lit up the trails and it was, it was reckless in some areas. Uh, I'm not lying. I mean, it was, I mean, there was things I want to do early on in the race where I was like, Oh, I could just dance down this, you know, like I do at home. And, you know, I just have to tell myself no, cause you'll get injured or this will happen, you know, just play it safe. But I was like, you know, I'm already got a big enough lead. If I, if I really crush it, I can get sub 24. So I start just tearing down the, the, uh, trails and, um, I'm, I'm going just, like just i mean it's the middle of the night it's just my lights blaring there's rocks and roots everywhere i'm missing stuff um at one point i actually they had this point uh part where you have to kind of climb down and there was this root that i saw through the whole or uh, a tree branch that i saw earlier on in the race and i kind of wanted to swing off it and again told myself no and i i did i jumped and i swung 
landed it and I just kind of didn't stop the momentum and I just, it was, it was brazen. Uh, nice. And uh, as I closed in towards the end, I saw there was a guy there that was, uh, I think they were waiting for me. They didn't think I was going to make it. And then all of a sudden he's like, I could hear him behind, you know, my Pantera that was blasting in the background of my headphones. And uh, you know, he could, he's like running over the bridge. Oh, he's coming around the corner, <laughs> which just amped me up even more. And I, I finished, yeah, like 26 seconds to spare. Oh, um, but it was, uh, uh, it's, yeah, it was, I mean, and I've had a couple of moments in races like that before where it's just, you've, you're going down and you throw down the hammer and I, I live for moments like that. Um, I mean, if they work out, I mean, I could have, I could have not landed that, that ball and, uh, <laughs> it could have just been disastrous, but <laughs> yeah. What happened to Pete? Well, he's, first of all, he grabbed the branch. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. So <laughs> So when you're, um, when you're out there going and you, you say you had that, that cramp and that hamstring, so it's, I'm not going to call that a dark place, but it's problem solving. So, I mean, where do you, where do you go in your head when things do get dark or troubling or, and you have to find a way out? Where, where, where's your go-to? How do you, how do you get out of that hole? Um, so a, a lot of it, my journey into ultra running, I mean, I, I mean, when I started, I was reading a lot, talking to a lot of people about it, but it doesn't matter what anyone tells you until you experience it for yourself. And I'm one of those people. I like to learn everything the hard way, stubborn. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of dark moments in, in races um, in all different varying conditions. And I've just over the years learned to recognize that. And when I've come out of it and there's moments when I'm like, oh, this is just, there's no end in sight. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you feel like a million bucks. So, um, a lot of that has to do for me, I manage nutrition very well. Um, like I said, I've been doing this low carb thing for five years now, and it's just, I don't worry about bonking. So, uh, when I do have those moments where I maybe feel like I'm not getting enough, like I recognize it early on, not like, Oh, I'm just hitting a wall. Um, I, uh, the electric light thing I've been working with you know, um, and that's always changing as well, depending on your effort, but yeah, it's just, I think a lot of it is just kind of knowing. And if, if you have these moments for God's sakes, write them down. So like later on, you remember, you know, um, but yeah, going into races that are similar the next time realize that, Hey, you know, last time I was doing this big vertical race, I had these moments happen this time. I'm, I'm going to eat more calories or I'm going to go slower or, you know, I just kind of address them like that. And I, I don't really, I think if you talk to anybody that paces me, most races, I'm pretty upbeat. Um, I very, very seldom have low moments, which I'm pretty fortunate. I've been broken. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but like really low moments. So you're upbeat because of the Pantera. You've already answered that question. I mean, you got oh, a Pantera player. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big heavy metal guy so I, I love i love blasting uh music when i'm running and um it kind of just keeps the momentum up yeah, I, I describe music while you're going as a cheat code and I, I i like it too but man it feels like it's unfair sometimes yeah yeah it just kind of you know there's certain songs certainly i put on and you get goosebumps and then mm -hmm. it's just you know it's dopamine baby right <laughs> Well, Paul's been known to listen to the same song on repeat during a backyard ultra for God knows how many loops. So, I mean, keep it going. Yeah. Just loop it. 
That's its own special hell right there. <laughs> it's bad enough you doing the loops, let well, alone looping music. <laughs> oh yeah, some Justin Bieber just again and again and again, man. Oh yeah, yeah, count I'm me out. Chico, Chico, let's go. I'm with you, Pete. Count me out. <laughs> Is that on the loudspeaker so everybody else wants to quit for you? Or <laughs> no, the guy was doing that with uh, Baby Shark. Well, that was going. Oh on. yeah, <laughs> that was nice. Oh man, how's the recovery yeah, since? Uh, recovery is great. Um, I've, I took a couple days. Uh, I got after the race, I was, went down, did some body surfing in the ocean and, uh, got tossed around. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I was, it was fun. Uh, except when you have a zero leg strength the next day, it's just kind of, you know, you're, you're at the will of the waves, but no, I, everything, when, when I got back, the, the thing I hate about, uh, overseas flights like that is, is coming home especially you know you run 100 miles and then you got to sit on the plane like a day and a half later and all that swelling unless you sit there for like six hours and yeah, so i'm wearing like compression socks and then when you land then you got to drive and it's just a lot of travel so the first few days i'm always just keeping things elevated taking it easy but i really didn't hit a uh you know a mental normally after a race like that's when i hit my mental low i guess you could say but um, I really didn't have that this time. I felt really, really good. And I was excited to get back into running. Um, I just started hiking and doing some small uh, runs with friends. And I'm really just kind of sitting back and enjoying it right now without any tr like big training plan in place. Um, although I am working towards Western States in June. So beautiful. we'll nice see, see what happens with that. Fantastic. Have you raced that before? No, first time. Um, oh. took like seven years <laughs> of applying. You one of these 84 ticket so. guys in there this year? Yeah. Although they did like, they didn't count my buyer. Uh, and, uh, so when I actually was at the drawing, uh, my ticket count was off and I was like, this is just great. But at the same time, <laughs> I wasn't looking to do the race this year. Cause, um, I was hoping I wouldn't get selected. Cause I got, um, I signed up for the Montan spine race in the UK and, uh, so I was really excited about doing that and seeing my family back home. And, um, but yeah, I can't defer Western, so I'm going to have to do Montana next year, but yeah, happy, happy to still get in, you know, and, uh, and race it. I've paced friends on it before and it's, it's a great atmosphere. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting in that thing one, one year. I'll just keep the tickets counting, keep putting them in. There. That's, that's all you can do. You know, I'm still waiting again, like hard rock and I, I just, you keep qualifying and get your tickets and you know, there's, there's plenty of races out there for everybody. And I, I'm like, I said, I'm one of those one and done guys. Once I finish something, it's let someone else have a turn and on to the next thing. Is that going to be their next race? Is that where the focus is? Is everything going to be training right towards Western now? I think so. Um, I, you know, I, I'd like to do well there. Um, and I, again, I don't normally run these, kind of faster paced, uh, ultras. Um, but I, I would like to see, I, I do like diversifying myself and seeing what I can do. Um, I've run some flat stuff before like Rocky raccoon and just to see how I do. I mean, it's, you work a lot, you work a lot of different muscle groups. Um, and again, I'm, I've got the vertical thing down. So that's the beginning of the race. It's just kind of maintaining the heat and the, uh, the quad pounding on the descent. But, uh, I've, the best training ground on the planet in my backyard. So I'm nice. pretty fortunate with that. And you're in Flagstaff? 
Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah. 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 90 That's minutes good. from the Grand Canyon, 30 minutes from Sedona. You know, we've got Phoenix for heat training an hour and a half away. Um, just if I, ton, if, I drive an hour, if I drive an hour and a half hour west, I'll go to North Platte. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's even know what that is. <laughs> you don't need to know what that is. People in North Platte don't know what it is, Pete. All right. <laughs> not quite the same. Not, not quite the same. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. This is, this is a hard-hitting show, okay? Right. Your, top, your top 10 at Western. You're going to get a bib for the next year, but you're a one-and-done guy. Yeah, I'm one and done. Yeah, you, t- you take home bib four. You're not going back. No, uh, no. I. It's funny. I had the same conversation uh, with um, Peter Dufty from Vespa earlier today, and because he thinks I can get a top ten spot, and the way I'm going, and you know, I, I'm just very, it's very kind, and that's really kind of what I want to do, at least just for a goal. Um, but at the same time, I, I'd just be happy with a finish. Uh, but if that did happen. No, uh, I'm just, I waited long enough. I do it. I finish it. Uh, I'm done. I, I, I want to do the Montana span, spine race and I, I got into hurt for next year, but I, I'm most likely not going to be going. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I just, I feel bad because the, the sport's only getting more and more popular and it's just getting harder and harder to get into these races. Um, UTMB took me, I think two years, um, of trying to get in but that's and i mean when you start counting your qualifying and everything that's that's like four or five year process by the time you you know because you got to qualify every year and rack up those points and so and then i didn't get in the first year so i had to just keep going so yeah. it's um i saw an ultra sign up you did uh barkley the barkley marathons is that something you want to try again and talk a yeah. little bit about um Barkley, did you do it last year? Is that right? I did. Um, <laughs> oh man, my Barkley experience was uh, it was it was memorable. Uh, that's all I can say. No, it's <laughs> it was. I worked so hard to get into that race. Um, the, when first hearing about it, I was like, "There's just no way I'm ever going to do this race." And then, as I became a better runner and trained harder, it, it became more on my radar. Um, but of course, then it was like, "How do I even?" get into this thing um which i'm not going to divulge on the show uh, or to anyone else because i'm not going to screw up my chances um but yeah it's uh by the time you go through you know trying to figure out how to get in and all the training that goes along with it um it's that for me that was 2000 i got in in 2020 and of course i ended up being canceled so I did a whole like season's worth of training. Um, and to be honest, I was probably overtrained at that, that time. So, um, it did me a favor. I broke my hand, uh, about five weeks before, uh, it was supposed to happen. Um, and I thought it was a hand, hand sprain. Um, I was chasing, uh, Jim Wamsley's <laughs> crown going down North Wilson mountain, which I got by the way, but with yes. my broken oh, hand, yes. <laughs> Worth um, it. and then <laughs> it was, uh, and then my buddy drew freeze. He, uh, he snatched it from me six weeks later after it healed. So was, he gave me, he gave me time for my, uh, fingers to heal before he took it out from under me, but by like two seconds, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I trained really hard and, uh, the next year I ended up getting in and, um, which was like last year and uh, just, 
I, I was very nervous, obviously. I, you know, I don't know what to expect. Um, my entire intention was I'm going to go in. I'm going to keep up with the leaders because I know I can do that. And I just got to learn this course. I mean, you, you're not allowed to train um, off the trails, off the main trail network uh, out in Frozen Head. So um, all you have is the map that you get to study, you know, the day before the race and uh, you kind of copy it best you can. But um, the conditions out there, you know, when you have a map and directions on kind of where to go, it, it, does, it doesn't really help that much, um, especially in my case. Uh, the morning of, um, no one, I think they blew the conch at like 1.30 or 2, and uh, no one heard it because of the rain uh, wow. that was pouring on our vans. And I had someone banging on my van, and uh, luckily I was all ready to go, dressed and ready to go. So I went on, got my watch. Uh, and then, uh, took the, some trash back to my van. And the next thing I know, I'm seeing everyone lined up at the gate. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, are we already starting? And I realized that we were like, oh, it's, I, I don't have an hour. Like I barely, you know, I, it just took 15 minutes and I'm, I, it's go time. So I, I just kind of threw all my stuff in the van and in doing so I, I grabbed my packet, uh, but it didn't have my bib. It slipped in between my seat. And so I was, I just took off with everybody I'm about a mile and a half up this trail, which is just straight up on this single track, but it's just straight up. It's raining. Uh, you can't see anything. It's just, uh, it's just a mess. And uh, about a mile and a half up, I realized, um, oh yeah, what's my bib number? You know, I got to know my bib number for my page and I'm start digging through my pack and, uh, Jeff Carmeyer, <laughs> um, he also ran Cocodona. Um, this is actually how we met. He was in front of me and I start having this full panic attack. I'm just like literally running uphill in the rain, looking through all my paperwork. As, and I'm, I'm asking Jeff, like, hey, do you have a, uh, like a list with everyone's number? I don't know what number I'm at because you don't really need the bib, but you got to know the number. And I thought it was 15, but I wasn't sure if it was 15. And I, I'm just, just, just letting F-bombs. I'm like, fuck, fuck, just going nuts. And finally, I was like, I, I got to go back for it. And so I turn around and I just run all the way back to camp. And I get, I get there. Everyone at camp is like, what's going on? And I run and I grab, you know, open the van and uh, I'm digging around for my bib. And I see it just fell in between my seat. And it's 15, of course. Damn it. And I was, I was just hoping like, it was going to be something yeah. else. Hope it was going to be worth it. And at this point, I'm like, I just have to catch up to them. I'm like, I can still, this is still fine. Just catch up to them. And I just, I ran as hard as I could. I was like, I'll deal with everything else later. I'm just going to run as hard as I can uphill. And I ended up catching one, the last guy up there at the top. And uh, this fog rolls in. And at this point, now we can't see anything except, you know, we have like 20 foot visibility. Uh, we're going over an area where there's like sheer drops on either side. I mean, you're just literally looking over the edge and it's just a sheet of cloud and you can't even see the, it's a bottomless pit. It looks like. And, uh, yeah, proceeded to get lost really way the fuck lost. And, uh, I ended up going down the side of, uh, off the wrong side of this uh, bench of this mountain. And what I thought was following trail, I was just on the wrong side. It was right bearing wrong side. And, um, I ended up, outside of the park and at this church i had to cross this river to get to this church and you know all bets are off of barclay i'm like i gotta cross river i gotta do this whatever and like you know 
and I get to this church and I'm like, I just, this can't be it. So I start backtracking. I ended up getting back on trail. And uh, when all is said is done, I ended up at the front of the park and um, I made it back to camp and I just, that was it. I was first to tap out um, and it was really embarrassing. <laughs> My friends all you know, years ago were saying, oh, you know, you have no sense of direction. And I have gotten lost a lot, um, but I've gotten a lot better over the years. And I just, it really was heartbreaking for me in that moment, just obviously hearing the taps, but training so hard over so many years just to, you know, over something so stupid, you know, it just came to an end. Um, and, uh, you know, Laz poked fun a little bit and told, told everyone that they'd be talking about the story for years to come around campfires. And <laughs> um, but the experience, you know, the you know I, ran back to camp for his bib. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he said, I have the, uh, the uh, FKT to Gobi church. So, you know, he <laughs> doesn't know anyone that's covered that much ground uh, in that amount of time. So um, <laughs> made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> I guess. Right. You didn't put the church in the race the next year. Yeah. Peach Who knows? Uh, but, you know, I, I, I am going to go back and obviously like the nerves was probably a lot. I had to do with it and um, a little bit better planning uh, on my part, but I know that I, the trainings there, um, it's in place and I've, I've run with enough people that have done the Barclay at this point and picked their brains enough. So it's just, it's all going to, it's all self-experience. Um, and again, this, that race is entirely based on the weather at this point. It's just, if you have shit weather, it's, there's just going to be attrition. Wow. Paul has it. Paul says some Barclay experience. Paul did uh, uh, the fall classic. Barclay, the fall classic. Which yeah, I, thought, I did that one too. Yeah. I thought you did. You got second, right? Yeah, that another sore spot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I went there to try and win that race. Um, and I was in the lead for most of it until I got to Rat's Jaw. Uh, Rat Jaw. And then um, the guy who went up, uh, who ended up winning it at that time, um, he went up the sides. He didn't go up through the trail. And he, he cut trail, actually missed the, the bib punch, ended up having to go back, went back. And at the time, I, I had no idea what was going on. I got to rat jaw and it became like, okay, you got to work together at this point. I mean, it took 10 of us like two hours to get up that hill. I mean, it was just low crawling, just miserable. Um, and we were, we were in the front. So we were just literally just paving the way, um, taking turns, getting cut up and uh, when I got up to the, the top of the fire tower, um, I knew the first place guy was long gone. And so I was just like, ah, I'm just going to finish it running out. And, um, I ended up, uh, seeing the second place guy go and I was like, ah, I'm not worried about it. And, uh, finished like two minutes behind him. And, uh, and then when all said and done after the race, uh, after we get home, um, he, you know, admitted, he's like, oh, I, they shortcutted. And, uh, so now second place was first and I became second and, uh, which then I was really kicking myself because had I just gone for it, even getting second later on, that would have been my golden ticket, but I ended up getting into Barclay in the normal way. And, uh, I am going back, uh, this year, uh, wow, again, so... yeah. So, um, he said, he said getting I'm... into Barclay the normal way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultra sign up, right? Just go in and. Put the, put the initials in and go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's 
half of it is, uh, I will tell anyone, half of it is just getting on Laz's radar. So, um, he, you know, he sees what you do and, you know, he, he pays attention to that sort of stuff and um, figure the rest out over time. You know, people will divulge information, tidbits here and there, but um, I think most people that have done it or are still trying to finish it, they're, they're not going to say anything because they don't want to give up their spot. Yeah, fair. I think I'm, I mean we've all seen the the, uh, the documentary. We've all seen that, and I think they say on there if you can't figure out how to get in, you don't stand a fucking chance to finish. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a headache through and through, <laughs> but it's a headache I enjoy. Man, the sport is. I mean, that's that defines the whole sport from start to finish. Me and Jeff will be rooting for you for sure. We'll be. Oh hell yeah! We'll be looking at the someone like usually posts on Twitter or something, and we'll be we'll be fired up now for sure. Damn right. You know, and it's it's funny. I I do I do some fifty k's for some speed work. Yeah. Um, I I don't really like doing them because um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm forty now, um, and I still got fast twitch muscles, but it's just you know, I'm running against 20 year old kids, you know, at this point. And, <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're just going balls to the wall and I'm kind of more of a slow locomotive. I mean, a 50 miler and up is kind of my, my thing. So, but it's good. I, I think, you know, running, uh, running shorter distances to keep yourself, uh, keep yourself fast. And, um, the fall classics, I mean, that's just got a good mix of everything. Cause I love, I love vertical. I love NAR and, uh, you know, I get to put on my fast twitch muscles and run, run really hard. If you said earlier that the shittier the conditions, the better, it's kind of hard to imagine anything that would top Barkley. Yeah. You know, um, I, I mean, I've had some pretty amazing things happen at different races. Um, I mean, I've done races all across the world at this point and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been caught in lightning storms, you know, on top of mountains in Utah. I've been caught in uh, blizzards uh, on Mont Blanc. And yeah, I just, uh, it just adds to the epicness, you know. Um, you just plan ahead, have the right gear, and um, hopefully you don't get caught off guard. Yeah, the shittier the conditions, the better the story. Exactly. Absolutely. Except for that Barkley. That was, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to use that. The Absolutely. next one I go to, I'm going to have my damn bib. No question asked. Peach rule. Where's the bib? Yep, that's right. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to write the bib number on my arm, like, <laughs> you know, permanent marker. And did I, did I see you ran Cocodona? I did. I did. Um, I could, I had felt like I had to, it was, it was in my backyard. So, um, it's, uh, at Cocodona, for those who don't know, uh, 250 mile race from uh, Black Canyon City to Flagstaff, uh, passing through um, Crown King, uh, Prescott, uh, Cottonwood, uh, Jerome, Sedona, and then finally Flagstaff. 250 mile race. Two finished in uh, in second. Yeah, <laughs> wow. that is wow. impressive. Is that is. Is that, would you ever want to go back and, and try to get the win there or, or is it one and done for you there? Done, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> again, I, I, I gave it, I gave it my best. And, yeah. You know, um, no, I mean, that's, it was the inaugural year. Uh, I, the, the beginning of that race was interesting. Um, I guess you could say to say the least, it was, it was a hot sandbox, um, and just complete chaos. 
the hours, uh, th they had people slated to finish this race in like 60 hours. And by the time the first 50 K, you know, the pe first folks were rolling in, it was just, they're already hours behind. So, um, it was, I think we climbed 10,000 feet in the first 30 miles oh, and God. it was, everyone ran out of water. Um, including myself, I took a nap. Uh, one of the few naps I had during the race, like under, a under a tree until, uh, Maggie, uh, Guterro woke me up. She's like, come on, get your ass up. And <laughs> I followed her to the top, but yeah. Um, it, it really was kind of balancing how you, well, you were going to do in that first 30 miles. It really changed the way everybody raced. Um, and Michael, uh, Verstig, who won it, um, I, I'd run with him a few months prior. Um, and we had talked about a little bit how we were going to do it. And even on race day, as we were running together, um, he's like, I'm going to go for it. And I said, I'm going to sit back because <laughs> uh, I just, I, I've done plenty of 200s too. And I, I feel like Mike's an incredible athlete and, you know, had it been 300 miles, maybe I caught him, but <laughs> um, I, I did the best I could. And I really pushed it hard uh, those last like 150 miles. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so what, one of the things, the first, first hundred miles, I think I consumed less than a thousand calories because I couldn't keep anything down because of the heat. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was really running fat adapted. And once I was able to actually start getting food down, then I was able to start cranking up the pace a bit more. And, uh, yeah, I just started leapfrogging people. So, um, luckily I know the trails too. That helps. What did you finish it in? Well, I think it was like 77 hours or something like that. I got it back here, uh, 77, 16. <laughs> and you, you said you talked about that first nap in the first 50 K the first 30 miles. Do you sleep anymore? Uh, I slept, um, an hour and let me see. I think I slept an hour and 20 minutes the whole race. So that's wow. not um, much. God, that's not much. Yeah, I really, that was the least I'd, I'd done Bigfoot 200, um, and, uh, 2017, I think I slept two and a half hours during that race. Um, so, but yeah, an extra 50 miles and less sleep. Um, but I was very like lucid that I, I, I handled it well. Um, there was only one spot, I think on night two, where I was getting a little tired running around, uh, this airport loop in Sedona, um, and I would just sit on a rock and I, I just kind of nod off for like two minutes and get up and then, and then go. Um, but, um, I'm really good at sleeping. <laughs> I can, I can literally like on a bus, on a plane, anywhere, or just in public, I could just sit and just, um, it's like a narcoleptic. I could just <laughs> drop my head and just go out and, uh, um, you know, you just get 10, 15 minutes and then you're up and you just go. That's a skill in itself. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I can, I also, uh, I, I can sleep run. I've done that on some of the <laughs> 200 milers as well. Um, but you need like a long dirt road for that one. And uh, a lot of like <laughs> wider, the better. I um, you just kind of zigzag and then you, but your legs keep moving and you just kind of nod off. And, um, it's a good way to kill some time too. It's like you time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's running Bigfoot this year. I am. Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's okay. still one of my favorite 200 mile races. It's really um, sweet. Yeah, 
yeah, it's uh, it's man, it's got it's got a little bit of everything. And I love the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's very rugged. Um, they can't get out to maintain a lot of the trails out there because um, it's so deep. Um, yeah, it's you're you're gonna love it. Um, that, it's hard. It's go ahead. What do you got for some advice? Hit me with some advice. Um, so a good crew always, always helps on those types of races. Um, uh, the crew at that race, it, it's, it's harder to crew at that race. Um, at one point during that, when I ran it, I got into the aid station like minutes after my crew arrived. I mean, and they were driving the entire time to get there. And when you think about like, I'm out, you go out for 20, you know, 20 minutes at a time and next aid stations, like eight hours and like be barely making it in time. So, um, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's hard cause the weather it's, it's constantly changing. It's cold, it's wet, it's hot. And, um, but yeah, just, it's like anything else. You just kind of maintain and just take it slow. Um, there's plenty of climbing in that race. Um, and, uh, plenty of amazing, like just beautiful things to see. So Sweet. make sure you got a lot of space on your your iPhone for pictures. Uh, his, his iPhone's full of Justin Bieber songs. Pete. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the goat, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be crewing for him up there. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Now it's, it's still, yeah, I, I love, love that race. Um, I would love to do that race again, but yeah. one and done, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What else you got for the man, Paul? Let's see. What what so you got Western States? What else you got? Is anything else on your radar? Or are you just locked in for that one? I'm doing uh, uh Trans Rockies this year. Um I'm with uh, one of my good friends, Nick uh Panice, and um we're gonna do the teammate one. So, you know, have to race together, finish together. Um and uh, that's a stage race, which I'm not huge fan of stay rages I've, I've only done one um dragon's back race uh, across wales which i had a great time at but um for me it's just time commitment normally um getting that much time off work i mean you're committing to five or six days of just straight running plus travel time so for me i like to finish my 200 mile races in like three days <laughs> be on the flight home back to work and uh <laughs> but yeah, um, Trans Rocky. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm going. Uh, see, we talked about Barkley Fall Classic. Um, I do have some other races on my radar. I mean, I, I'm looking at Tour de Jant, um, possibly in the next year or two. Um, Diagonal de Fou. Um, basically, just exotic places I can go run. How um, long are these races? Uh, yeah, so like Tour de Jant is is probably classifies the two, hardest 200 miler in the world um it's um takes place in uh the acosta region of italy which i actually lived around that area for uh when i was in high school and uh but i wasn't a mountain runner back then um and uh so yeah it's be kind of nice to go back there um there's eighty thousand uh vertical feet of uh gain on that race 80 so yeah <laughs> eighty thousand. so little little touch more than barkley <laughs> But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, that's definitely on my radar, um, to do. There's also, a, they have a, a bigger version of that race, uh, toward the glacier, which is like, I want to say it's 300 miles. Um, 
there, you know, there's, there's some big races out there. I definitely got my sights set on. Um, and like I said, I'm just getting started. So I'll, I'll keep, keep, uh, training and signing up for harder and harder shit and see how I do. Let's go. Uh, that's, that's the attitude. Exactly. I love it. Shit. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, it's uh, for me, it's, if you don't, if you're not challenging yourself, you're not bettering yourself. Um, I, I really, I've, I've, since the beginning, uh, I've, I've done that. I mean, I started running a mile and then it was like run a half marathon and then run a marathon. And then ultras came onto the scene and, you know, the first two ultras I did were all in state looped courses. And then I, I'm like, I got to do a point to point. I got to do a mountain race. And I, you know, and then it's just, you know, now I'm thinking about like, I'm watching movies on climbing Everest and shit. <laughs> My girlfriend's get a little worried. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I, I am an adrenaline junkie. I, I, I understand that. Um, but I, I, I think I do it in a healthy way. Um, and I try and inspire people like I've been inspired by others um, to just get out there. And um, there's no secret to it other than work hard, train hard, and uh, but do it with a smile on your face. You know, um, like it oh, was... was um, Who's it got? Andy Glaze you had on yeah. recently. Uh, smile or you're doing it wrong. So yep. oh. I, I agree with him. Yeah. You got to have a smile on your face and, and uh, really enjoy it. It's great advice. For sure. For sure. Jeff, you got anything else? Man, I think we covered it all. We covered a lot. I think we covered it all. We like covered every major race and Pete was in them all and finished on the podium and all, and all of them. <laughs> Except for the one with the book where he went to church. Everybody... You get a freebie if you end up at church, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a freebie. And I, you know, I, I want to let everyone know I'm, I'm very, uh, very easy to get in touch with on like Messenger, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, feel free to message me. I'm, I'm trying to get better about checking my uh, message box because um, sometimes people message me and then like six months later, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even know I had all these messages here. <laughs> so I'm trying to go back and, and catch up. But um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm starting a, uh, my coaching business soon. Um, so I have had people reach out to me, um, hopefully taking some of what I learned over the, the past few years and, uh, giving it to others, giving, you know, helping them kind of achieve their, their running dreams. And, um, I just launched my, uh, my new website, uh, eight more miles coaching.com. And at, right now it's just a blog. Um, I have on there, uh, I've got a little bit of about me. So, um, but yeah, keep, you know, keep checking in and uh hopefully you know i like i said i if you're ever in arizona you want to go run you're in flagstaff just shoot me a message i'm, oh, I'm yeah. always available and so yeah hey yeah, paul let's go to arizona let's go man i'm down yeah. anything you yeah. want to go jeff go Hell yeah, I wanna you, guys, go. <laughs> you guys one of the good we can do the grand canyon uh cowboy loop and uh you know, see how jim Wamsley trains so let's go <laughs> dude seriously done that's well, um, and we'll link we'll link that blog down in in the description so everyone can check it out for sure eight more miles coaching.com yep i, I gotta it. ask what's the what's the significance of eight more miles originally when i first started that's how many when i was marathon training it was eight miles in an hour um i was doing a seven and a half minute pace and so i would just eight more miles one more hour um but then uh actually kind of came into play when I was, uh, I, I take this large group, um, a la Lord of the Rings across the entire, uh, South mountain range of, uh, Phoenix every year, um, around Thanksgiving, um, on the weekends. And it's normally like 20, 25 of us. And 
um, I take them across the national trail and, uh, I always park cars at the end. And so I can shovel everyone back. And, um, it was like the second or third year I was doing it. Uh, they had construction going on and I was like, crap, I can't park my cars here. So I had to park them a few more miles down the road and I didn't tell anybody. Um, and so we got to normally the halfway point and they asked me how far it is. And I was like eight more miles. And then a few miles later, you know, it's getting hotter. And it was like, how much further is it? And I'm like eight more miles. And they're like, wait a minute. And uh, so then I had to deliver the bad news that, yeah, the cars are a little further away. And um, <laughs> it's funny because that's actually happened on that run um, several times. <laughs> and now it's just become part of the fun. It's like, oh, is the gate going to be closed? Is there going to be construction? Who knows how far we're going to run this year? Um, but it's always a giant group of us and it's, it's a good time. So if you're ever in Phoenix over Thanksgiving, you know, look us up and we'll be happy to have you. He's gonna have a couple of dirtbaggers show up at his front door. He's like, "I was kidding, you dipshits." <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we're we're all about having fun. We, you know, there's normally people with roadies on them, so having some beer along the way. It's just, it's just, it's just a fun run hike. It's good for everybody, all levels. And uh, again, it's a it's a beautiful way of seeing Phoenix because you can sure. dip back in those mountains there, and then you're separated from the city. And then next thing you know, you can see the entire city ahead of you. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Super rad. Paul, we're going to Arizona, buddy. I'm down, man. I'm, I'll do it for sure. Me, me and my friend, we just did a 33 hours straight in the car over a run a break to California. So I'm down. <laughs> well, uh, you know, south, oh. Southwest pretty cheap too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah that's like, me and you talking. <laughs> yeah, we're going to fly. So just in the car and go. Yeah, this is the time to come, though. It, it really is. Uh, it's great weather this time of year. We're watching everybody on the news, you know, with their shovels and um, we're just like, what the fuck Everybody. are these guys doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, Pete, Pete, congratulations on a great yeah. year last year and continued success. Can't thank you enough for, for joining us on this show. A lot of great information and uh, really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. Man, phenomenal stuff that you've been yeah. doing. Congratulations. Unbelievable. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, hope to see you at a race or, like I said, just don't, don't be a stranger. Just uh, look me up and I'll, I'll be happy to take you guys out. I would love to. We'll definitely keep in touch. Thanks again. Yes. Cool. Thanks, All right. Pete. Thanks. Episode 12. Mortimer. All right. And the book. See you guys.